Today's date is November 14, 2021. My name is Pastor John Hartman with the Quincy Church of the Nazarene in the great state of Washington. On behalf of our church, we are glad you are joining us today. I will be reading to you from Hebrews chapter 10, it's quite lengthy, 11 to 25. Most of what I will be reading, uh, we have been, we've covered previously on our uh, sermons earlier. But I will spend some time on these uh, four verses. Verse 16, 22, 24, and 25. Again, that text is found in Hebrews chapter 10, and I'll begin reading at verse 11. It goes as follows. Under the old covenant, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. But our high priest, speaking of Jesus Christ, offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. For by that one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. And the Holy Spirit also testifies that this is so, for he says, this is the new covenant I will make with my people on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write on them, on their minds. Then he says, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. And when sin has been forgiven, there is no need to offer more sacrifices. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed and made pure. <laughs> I'm still reading, but hallelujah. Let us hold unswervingly. Uh, excuse me, uh, wrong version. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to act in love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. The reading of God's word. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, that's an incredible passage. We, we highlighted so much of it uh, previously. But Lord, there are some that, uh, a couple verses I just really want to uh, draw out and I ask that you would use me, you would use this uh, message to speak into the lives of your people. I recognize you were the real teacher here, Father. So precious Holy Spirit, work today in Jesus' name, amen.
As we work our way towards the selected verses, I think it might be helpful to mention a few things that I'm afraid could be missed. For example, in verse 12, I think we already assume that Jesus is at the right hand of God and has been there since his resurrection. Well, it says, Hebrews, that we just read, verse 12, that Jesus is at the right hand of God. Verse 13, where Jesus' enemies will be made a footstool. This takes place when Jesus comes again. I like to think of this time period that we're living in right now, uh, a grace period, because God doesn't want anyone to perish. And in verse 14, quickly, has a little phrase that brings clarity to what it means to be a Christ follower today. Being made holy. It pairs nicely where, with verse 16 where our sermon actually begins. Verse 16, I'll reread. This is the new covenant I will make with my people on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. What a contrast of covenants. Hebrews 11, uh, verse 11. Under the old covenant, it says, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away our sins. The old covenant, it just didn't work well. It did well with showmanship, however but it left the worshiper feeling incomplete, if not empty. In contrast, the new covenant starts work on the inside of the person with the forgiveness of sins. I will put my law in their hearts, the scripture tells us, and I will write them on their minds. The writer of Hebrews shares an Old Testament passage from Jeremiah. Uh, reading the, this whole passage, it gives us more insight. Listen as I read Jeremiah 31, 33, and 34. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord. I will put my instruction deep within them, and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, You should know the Lord, for everyone from the least to the greatest will, will know me already, says the Lord. And I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins. <laughs> Both passages refer to the Holy Spirit of God, the promised helper. Jesus taught extensively on the subject of the Holy Spirit. Let me highlight John 14, 15, Jesus speaking. For if you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And verse 23 of John chapter 14, Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father loves him and will come to him and make our home with him. Verse 26 of the same chapter. 
but the counselor. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. <laughs> uh, let's go back to Hebrews. Let's move on to verse 22. There is two parts of verse 22 that I want to draw your attention to. Uh, here it is in the NIV version. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed and made pure. The two phrases are draw near to God and hearts cleansed from guilt. It has always been God's desire to dwell among men. That was his desire when he created us. Genesis, the first book of the Bible, gives us the picture of mankind and God walking together through the Garden of Eden, enjoying each other's company. <laughs> That's a great image. The reason God wanted the tabernacle built in a certain way with high priests performing certain procedures was for God to dwell among us, which was part of the Old Covenant. With Jesus as our Savior and High Priest, however, we can finally draw near to God with confidence. We can go right into the presence of God because Christ has made us clean from the guilt of sin. We can enter the throne of grace with confidence. And this knowledge gives us confidence. Confidence to think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Another, another version words it like this, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Love and good deeds are a Christ follower's mantra. Many of you do not think about it uh, because it's been a way of living uh, your lives by showing love and kindness in your community and with your neighbors. You've been doing this for quite a while now, many of you. Helping people with rides, <laughs> providing meals, a hand up in the community, and sometimes a hand out. That is uh, why you support our local Surf Quincy and why you give to missions, not only locally, but internationally. Recently, I heard we were putting together as a church crisis care packages. All of these acts of love and kindness started by thinking of ways to be Christ's hands and feet, mouthpiece in our community, which is love and good deeds. And then verse 25, it's a concern of mine. The NIV words 25, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another, and all the more as the day approaching, as you see the day approaching. A living translation. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. 
This has been a concern of mine even before the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> Pre-pandemic church attendance has been declining across America. People have learned that they can say they are attending another church, which I find legitimate, but often they quit going and they fall between the cracks and some have spiritually lost their way. The pandemic has made it worse because it gives everyone an excuse to stay home. With that being said, I have to be content with God's spirit moving and working in his people's lives. Your conscience needs to be your guide. I will say, however, for those who have ventured out and are attending in-person, in-person worship service are being blessed. When you can join with others to worship God, please, please do not hesitate to be part of corporate worship. Encouraging one another can still happen, though. All forms of communications are still open today. Use them to speak words of reassurance, encouragement, and hope. Because we know that the day of Lord's return is quickly coming upon us. With Christ as our high priest, we are left with several assurances. The greatest in this pastor's mind is found in the new covenant where the holy presence of Christ is written in our hearts, souls, minds, uh, whatever he would desires, he communicates, he writes it on us. We are left with the, with the desire to be used by him, to be his extension in the world where we live, to take on his Christ likeness. Oh, to be like thee. This concludes uh, the sermon today, but it also concludes the sermon of the series of uh, Christ as the high priest, the eternal high priest. Until we meet again, goodbye, but let me close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, this is a, an incredible time in our history. A time where uh, Christianity, Christ followers are uh, being attacked. Uh, uh, the value that we hold dear are being made light of. But Father, I just ask that as we follow you, as we keep our eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, I just ask that you would lift us up, that you would encourage us, that we would remember who we belong to. We're a child of the King. And that you have written your laws and decrees and commands on our hearts, minds, and minds. We are yours, Father. May we live like it. Use us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Until we meet again. Bye.